Thank you very much. We're here with Dr. Jessica Levy, Holistic Vet. So if you got questions, give a holler. 651-641-1071. Okay, the graves at Arlington National Cemetery are adorned with American flags each Memorial Day. How many flags do you think are out there? Um, I can't imagine people putting this many flags up. They've got to have one. I was going to say, uh, I would like uh, multiple choice, please. You like, okay. okay well. <laughs> I'm killing it with the multiple choice, so let's okay, keep 225,000, 260,000, 285,000. 285,000. Nope, 260,000. <laughs> Graves at Arlington National are adorned with flags. 260,000 flags. That's a lot. Uh, people, how do they get? There's got to be a team. A team, yeah, think. <laughs> a big team, a I should say. Oh, There's a big team. I got to admit, though, that's where my brother and my mom and dad are out at Arlington Cemetery here, you know, up by the airport. Uh, Fort, yeah, Is that Arlington or Fort Snelling? That's Snelling. That's Snelling. Snelling. Okay. Arl- Arlington's in okay. Virginia. Oh, I didn't know if they all had the same. <laughs> I had no idea. But anyway, and did you know that at 3 p.m. tomorrow, we are all supposed to stop what we're doing and do a remembrance of all the people that have served you know, in for in all the wars at three p.m. every Memorial Day at three p.m. For how p.m. long? Just just stop. Just however long you want to remember, but you have to stop at three o'clock. And you, yeah, remember. usually it's a minute. Yep. So you could do it a minute. You could do ten minutes. All so what happens you if you are driving? Stop your car. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, I have to stop my car. It's no, when you're driving, you can put your mind into yes. No, remembrance of all all that have served. I'm so. just being. Yes, I know it. I know it. Sassy. 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 Yes. I okay. Like, I don't know what word I'm. Looking now, for. one thing that you know, a lot of pets are getting older and such like that, and then you know they're gimpy, and you know people are people are have have a hard time, you know, seeing their pets slow down, and usually they slow down because they get them too fat. So whatever you're doing, cut back on those treats and cut back on the food, folks. Use smaller bowls. But get those pets. Because people are so used to seeing fat dogs that they see a dog that's of good weight and they think it's anorexic. No, it's, that's a dog of good weight. And that dog is going to be bouncy, perky, positive till he leaves because he's not carrying all that extra weight and he's going to live longer. But in the meantime, dogs that have a lot of joint problems, hip problems, you know, are getting stiff or whatever type thing. I know that a lot of people, they get they put them, you know, on all these drugs, which is hard on their, their kidney, the liver, you know, the toxicities and such. So what are some natural ways and things that, you know, people can use or try instead of the toxic stuff? to try to get their dogs, you know, up and and motorizing, you know, a little bit better. So on the um, things that you can stop doing side. Okay, stop doing. Yes. So uh, weight loss is so huge, you cannot imagine. Yes. There was a study that looked at dogs that had um, arthritis that was documented on x-rays, right? So the arthritis was so bad that they had bony changes and in that study, all they did was they got the dogs to lose weight and 100% of them got better. Wow. And I, so many people come into my office and when I tell them that their dogs are fat, oh, they just, they're blown away. Like, Yes, they are. Th- nobody's told them this before. The right. vets aren't saying it and people don't realize. Yep. So the way I always put it, so, you know, in my office, I'm not, I have a tiny office. So say I'm like, I don't know. 10 feet away from the wall. I'm not good at distances. Yeah, me neither. (laughs) But the way I put it is, if you had a great name, like a dog with a super short coat so that you could see its body, not your fluffy German Shepherd or whatever. Uh, Or your fluffy standard poodles or anything doodle nowadays. But but imagine if you had a great name and that dog was 10, 15 feet away from you, you should be able to see every rib. Mm -hmm. 
If the dog is standing sideways against the wall, you should be able to see the outline of its spine against the wall, like a stegosaurus. And then where their chest is, it shouldn't be a straight line to their back end. There should be the definition of the chest, and it tucks up to where their private uh, privates are. <laughs> right. Although labs will fool you because labs don't always have That's a true. waist. That's very true. Yeah. So it's a little bit harder to tell with them. But really, um, you know, it's... It's normal to and should be normal to be able to see your dog's ribs because yep. sometimes people come in and they're like, you know, they think that or they've read somewhere that you're only supposed to be able to see the last two oh. ribs. I don't know if you've heard that one, but it's no. like, no, you should. It's normal to be able to see them all. That's desirable. You know what I teach in my classes? I have people don't go by the looks of your dog because your eyes lie. Right. What you, you want to do them. is every day, every Sunday when I get home before I on the radio show, every Sunday when I get home to feed the animals when it's time, I feel them. I stand them up. And so they're looking away from me and I put my fingers or my hands by the front rib and I run it all along the rib cage into the waistline. And I'm feeling like, can I feel the casing first? Okay. Then second of all, is there any gaps between, you know, I mean, what, mm-hmm. how do they feel? Cause your eyes will lie to you. So it's really important to feel the dog once a week because then you stay on top of it. Well, this week he seems a little right. like rounder. So I'm going to bump back the food. Okay. Then right. the next week comes and I feel, Oh, that feels good. The following week comes, ah, Oh, now, I need to you know bump up a little. So you're, you right. don't feed the same thing over and over and over again. You, you go by the feel of the dog. Right. So kind of like <clears throat> the lady that we were talking to before who said that the dog has put on a lot of weight. Yes. <clears throat> the dog is not going down to the convenience store <laughs> and loading up a cart with Cheetos and Bugles and who knows what. Right. Somebody <sighs> is feeding that dog. So. Yeah. It's not like mystery where extra weight Wait. comes from. <laughs> but so then the other thing to be aware of, if you do have a dog with arthritis or joint problems or who has torn a cruciate ligament, um, I seriously think about going grain-free and gluten-free because grains and gluten are inflammatory. And so it doesn't help to give an anti-inflammatory drug if the dog's food is exacerbating the inflammation. All right. Okay. So, so that I think is a big deal. Um, and then, you know, as far as things that you can use instead of non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, um, I like joint supplements that have Boswellia in them. And a joint supplement should have glucosamine and chondroitin and MSM. So one that I use a lot of times, for example, is um, springtime. Uh, they make one called Advanced Hip and Joint okay, yep. that I use a lot mm-hmm. of. It has a lot of Boswellia in it. Okay. You can, if you're already using a joint supplement and you're happy with it, you can always buy Boswellia separately. Okay. It's a very safe anti-inflammatory herb. It's it, So you'd find it in a health food store for people. It's safe at high doses. It's safe for long-term use. So uh, that's something that's easy to do. My hands are starting mm-hmm. to get kind of arthritic, okay? I think from... 45 years of training dogs and hauling bales and shoveling banana. And I got, uh, from springtime, I got a big bottle of Boswellia. Mm-hmm. And I, it, it's unbelievable. You know, I'll take mm-hmm. one, not every day, but just days where my hands are really stiff. And I, and it's unbelievable. And, and it, 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 it just, I just can't get over, instead of going for the Aleve or the ibuprofen or whatever type thing, this Boswellia is just, is great. And so that's why it's for people also, as mm-hmm. well as animals. Yeah. So but you know what? I, 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 Hmm? Can cats take it? Yeah. Okay. They make, uh, you know, Cosequin for cats. They make one now that has Boswellia in it. Oh, nice. But I, I was having a lot of problems with um, 
tendonitis in my hands and in my forearms. Mm-hmm. And I was waking up in pain every day yep. until I stopped eating gluten. Okay. Oh, and oh, that nice. solved it. All right. There you go. But I've had more than one client in my office telling me that they've cured themselves of rheumatoid arthritis by getting gluten out of the diet. All right. And it works for dogs and cats, too. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, gluten is what? Gluten is something that you find mostly in wheat protein, but it's easy enough to find like a list of grains that have gluten in them. All right. Um, so the non-wheat grains are often safer. Right. And, mm. and you know, and some of it is going like, to be... Like what, what are some of them? Like I think oatmeal doesn't have gluten, but oatmeal can be processed in places that do process gluten. Oh, okay. So it can be contaminated with gluten. All right. Okay. Um, but like I know, you know, you can get gluten-free soy sauce, gluten-free bread. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, okay. enough people have a problem that it's easy enough to find gluten-free stuff. Okay. And But that's the same with the dogs and cats too. Yes. Correct. And um, also, you know, turmeric is helpful with Boswellia. Okay. So the two complement each other. Right. Um, so I use that quite a bit. Like Standard Process makes Boswellia Complex that has Boswellia and turmeric. Oh, really? It. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty good. But yeah, so so there's other ones. Instead of going for the big, the big guns, which will wreck. Now, what are some of the common things that people put or the you know vet other vets or conventional vet or whatever put the dogs on for joint that could be hazardous to their health. Oh, there's a whole bunch of different non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. So drugs like um, Rimadyl, which is carprofen, uh, Deramax. I can't even remember the other ones that are used because okay. I haven't used them in so long. All right, uh, but they all sort of act in the same way, and it's kind of like um, now if your if your dog is on Rimadyl. Yeah. Is that what you said, right, Rimadyl? Yeah. Okay. If you're on Rimadyl, can you just pull them off of that and yep. then try the Boswell? You don't have to taper down? Correct. Okay. But what you cannot do, so the reason that there are a bunch of different non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, like why do they make aspirin and Aleve and Advil and... Okay. And yep. it's, it's because there's an individual response, just like antihistamines. All right. Okay. So one person is going to be helped by it. Another person is just going to get an ulcer. Okay. But what you do need to know about those drugs is that you cannot switch from one to the other. Oh, okay. So you can switch from one of those drugs. You can just stop taking it and decide you're going to do something natural. That's all well and good. Right. But you cannot say, gosh, that aspirin I've been taking for the past couple of days doesn't seem to have done much. I'm going to take some Advil. You will rip a hole in your guts. Oh, okay. So you have to have a washout period of two or three weeks right. between those two drugs. Two or three weeks? Wowzer. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. They cause long-term problems. <laughs> and then, gosh, don't forget about chiropractic and massage. Oh, yeah. No kidding. That. So those things are, uh, you know, really important for animals with um, arthritis or joint problems because they're going to carry their bodies differently. Okay. And, you know, tight muscles need to be relaxed. And there's there's no pill way yeah. that you're going to do that. Right. No, chiropractic, I wish everybody would get it in at least. If you don't want to do it, you know, every other month or every two or every three months, but at least maybe once or twice a year to get your animals in. Oh, yeah. Especially the older they are. And cats, people don't think of cats. Look at all the jumping a cat does and how high they jump and how high mm-hmm. they have to come down. That I, Yeah, it's just, it's amazing. It's just amazing. Okay. Yeah, well, and even if there hasn't been a major accident, you know, your dog has slipped on the ice or slipped on yeah. your slip Well, look at us as we get older. We need adjustment because of all the we crap do. that we've done throughout your life. So... <laughs> Okay, expected attendance for the Rolling Thunder, the annual Memorial Day motorcycle rally in Washington, D.C. And by the way, 2019, this year, is the last rally. I don't get that. I didn't realize that. So what do you expect that rally is going to be tomorrow in Washington, D.C., the Rolling Thunder? We'll be right back. 
Hello. Hey, got a question? Give a holler. 651-641-1071. Okay, expected attendance for the Rolling Thunder, the annual motorcycle uh, dry rally in Washington, D.C. That's going to be tomorrow. How many do you think? Uh, uh, 600,000, 700,000, 900,000. Um, let's go with... 900,000. Bing, 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 bing. Yeah. 900 plus thousand to descend on Washington, D.C. Where the heck do you put that many bikes? And where the, uh, I hope they have a lot of porta potties. (laughs) Well, if they don't, people will find other ways. (laughs) And what was the first state to officially recognize Memorial Day in 1873? What state do you think it would be? Think about it. Think Uh, about it. Think about it. Virginia. Nope, but you're on the right coast. It's New York City. Oh, okay. No, not New yeah. York City. New York. New York. New yeah. York. Okay, yeah. that makes yeah. sense. So I 1873, guess. Yeah. that was the first mm. recognized of Memorial Day. Cool. Okay, let's head to the, the that, that thing. That, oh, the it's f- called the phone lines. The phone? There we go. All right, we're going to talk to Judith. Judith has a question about like teeth cleaning with All right. bones. All right. Hi, Judith. How you doing? Good. Thank you for taking my call. Well, thanks for calling. Uh, are you enjoying the beautiful day that yeah, is out there today? Yeah, yeah. Is, I certainly am. I oh, hope you are too. Oh, well, I'm good at when I want. I was before I got here, and then when I get out of <laughs> yeah. here, I'm going to go back to it. <laughs> yeah. So what's well, up? I heard Dr. Levy's talking about how she keeps her dog's teeth clean, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering about for a 40 pound dog and a five pound dog uh, whether you can do the same for both. I mean, not the amount, but I'd like to hear her say how much of each they should have in terms of bones and um, chicken necks. All right, go for it. Dr. Levy? So, um, how much of each what? Well, bones and chicken necks, you know, you mentioned. Well, I, I, yeah, I just, I feed my dogs raw, meaty bones. So, I'm not sure what you're talking like. Well, okay, so how often do you do it? And, you know. That's what, that's what I feed my dogs is their food. Oh. So, if you're thinking about, like, the big marrow bones, the big beef bones, I actually don't give those to my dogs because I don't want them breaking teeth. What kind do you give them? I give them all sorts of uh, animal parts that's that are meat on the bone. So duck wings, turkey tails, duck necks, chicken necks, chicken backs, uh, pork neck bones, pork hocks, stuff like that. Okay, so this is just all raw bones. Well, it's meaty well, bones. Well, it's raw meaty bones. Right. So, um, for example, if you go to the grocery store, they sell pork hocks, um, right? Or if, you, if you've if sure. you ever been to the grocery store and you've bought a chicken to take home and cook, like that. Okay. You know, just the way that chicken is. You could just cut it up into its parts, leave it raw, and then it's very safe to feed to the dogs. Now, That's don't amazing. cook. I didn't have any idea. Yeah, okay. you don't give any cook. Like, if you would ki- cook that chicken... You can give the meat, but don't you dare give those bones. Right. Yeah. Because the bones will shatter. They, anytime you cook a bone, you take the moisture content out of it. So then it becomes brittle and like shards. And so okay. that's why you give it to them raw. Right. Okay. Yeah. So the only and thing so- I feed my dogs that doesn't have bones is beef heart and beef tripe. But the, okay. the chicken, turkey, pork, and duck that I feed them all is bone in, you know, just whatever parts i happen to have bought and even even for a five pound dog i found a video on youtube of um, little 
five pound Maltese eating mm-hmm. chicken necks. The thing I would say, though, is you have to make sure that your raw meaty bones, like if you're going to feed them something in the morning, but at night you're going to give the dog a raw meaty bone, just make sure it's not always necks. Oh. Because the neck always includes thyroid tissue, and so you don't want to continually feed thyroid tissue Oh, I didn't think of that. That's Uh good to Well, that is why a pet food company that I shall not name ran into trouble with their food because the meat and bone that was listed on the ingredients list turned out that it was always necks. Oh. And I did actually have a patient come in who got a thyroid carcinoma as a result of being on that food. It was oh, giving dogs thyroid cancer. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And so, but um, because like all the cool kids now are making their own bone broth. Yep. <laughs> so grocery stores have been carrying like a wider variety of raw meaty bones. So really, I think you can go to any grocery store now and buy chicken feet. Oh, yes. don't right? not the feet again. Oh, and dogs love like chicken it? feet. Oh, I know. No, I mean, I have an issue. This is a, a Katie canine issue. Why? Just because it looks like you're feeding somebody a hand? Well, no, no, no. <laughs> the, the, the turkey feet and the duck feet, the chicken feet. Because anytime something of my pets got ate, the only thing that left was the dang feet. If I, That's usually what I found. Okay, so that, I just have bad memories. Right, but we talked about that so, last time, too. I that's know. also the only part that's left after spontaneous combustion, remember? Yes, I know. It. Right. So, no, that, that they're good. I just personally can't do that. Well, I, I've, I've made broth with them. It takes a little getting used to for me, but I, I can do it now. <laughs> oh, good. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then I have one more question. Sure. Um, my uh, son-in-law's dog is a 40-pound uh, flat-haired lab, and they like to give her a dynamite. Is that what it's called? Dynovite? Yeah, dynovite. Dynovite, yes. Um, what do you think of that? I'm not such a fan of dynovite. It has a lot of synthetic ingredients. Okay. A lot of sugar, too. Does it? So yeah, a lot you, of sugar. What do you say instead? Um, you could, there are a lot of whole food supplements, and so those are supplements where the vitamins and minerals come from food items. So, for example, Springtime makes one called Fresh Factors. <laughs> um, yeah, I give my dogs Fresh Factors. Yeah, and, and there are other ones out there. Like, what am I giving my dogs right now? I'm giving my dogs some Honest Kitchen one of the Honest Kitchen supplements. Okay. The ingredients are, um, maybe I'm giving them perfect form. But the ingredients are like pumpkin seeds and, you know, nettles. And I can't remember what else and is in there. And is this good then for, for labs in terms of their hips? Is there what they need for later in life? You know, I heard you talking about that earlier, but I was wondering about that. That was the reason they started giving the older dogs that, and it seemed to help. Um. Yeah, so, you know, once you learn about those things, then you can just upgrade the ingredients. So it's helpful to look and see what Springtime makes. Their website is springtimeinc.com. Another good source for supplements like that is Hilton Herbs. So it's hiltonherbsusa.com. And and I'm sure there are other standard process, of course, is a whole food supplement company that I Mm -hmm. use a lot of. Okay. Okay. Well, that's a good question. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Enjoy the day. Take care. Bye bye. I know I'm looking out this window. There's still not a cloud in the sky. It's just gorgeous out. Oh, it's just crazy. Where are we at? Uh, Let's do some trivia. Let's do some trivia. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Hot dogs are consumed every second from Memorial Day to Labor Day. Okay. How many hot dogs are consumed every second? 
from Memorial Day to Labor Day. And then what is the grand total from Memorial Day to Labor Day? We'll be back. All right. That would be me, Katie K9. We're here with holistic vet, Dr. Jessica Levy. Dr. Levy, how can they get a hold of you if they should, because uh, you do over the phone consults and email consults yeah. and also off, office consults. And do you do in-home consults or in-home um, things? Just for horses. Oh, for horses. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. So how can they get a hold of you? Uh, through my website, holistic-vet-care.com. All right. Okay, hot dogs. How many hot dogs are consumed every second from Memorial Day to Labor Day? All right, I'm going to give you either 715, 785, 818. 818. Yep. Yep, 818 hot dogs are are consumed every second. Oh, my gosh. With a grand total (laughs) of 7 billion hot dogs. Yikes. From Memorial to Labor Day. That's crazy. From Memorial to Labor Day? Wow. Yep. So that's a lot. Starting tomorrow. That's a lot of pooping. Yeah. See, I get the that's hot dogs now. That's a lot of now. something. That's I all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. I get the hot dogs now because they have to have the skin on. I don't like the kind that are like baloney. You know, you can't grill those or anything like that. They, they're just baloney, round baloney. I get the ones that are the natural casing. No nitrates and no MSG is the ones that I get now. Okay. You pay a little bit more, but you know what the heck? At least in my mind, I'm doing something healthier. <laughs> right. right. All right. Okay. Um... How many, uh, for Memorial Weekend, what's a, from 100%, you know, there's 100 people. Yeah. Okay, how, what's the percentage of how many people will grill Memorial Weekend? Uh, what percentage of people? Yeah. Out of 100. Out of 100. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go a little less. I'm going to say like 85%. Nope, nice. 60%. 60%. Oh. Well, people are doing it wrong. Okay, there you go. They need well, to get it okay, together. Okay, but maybe like, maybe we're not taking into account like the percentage of the population that's in prison. Oh, the now, percentage of the population that's in nursing homes. <laughs> they can okay. grill for the nursing home. <laughs> okay, so patrons. now I'm going to go through each holiday. Fourth of July, <laughs> what's the percentage that will be grilling? 100%. Right. <laughs> We're just going to go 100% no. with everything. No. 63% 4th of July. Well, oh, they're doing it wrong again. Okay. And People. see, then, uh, so the number one grilling day is 4th of July. Number two is Memorial Weekend. Okay. Number three is Labor Day weekend. How many do you think out of 100? Well, uh, now we're down to 57. Yeah, I was going to say like 58%, 58%, yeah. Then Father's Day is 45% and Mother's Day is 34%. Well, that out of Father's 100. Day is only 40 Oh, that's just sad. Well, usually the dads have to do the grilling. Who wants to? It's his day. Why should he have to cook? As I say again, people are doing this wrong. There you go. (laughs) Get it together. Because they don't cook the rest of the time. That's why. I guess. Hey, you Uh, got a question. We got uh, open line. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071 for myself or for Holistic Vet, Dr. Jessica Levy. Okay, so we were talking earlier about, go uh, go ahead, uh, about joints and then what we could do. Yes, we were, but you know, another thing that um, I would like to bring up is, Mm. so people who know that their dogs have seasonal allergies, Mm -hmm. right? If you know that every spring it's going to come around again or summer or whatever, or when you uh, go boating and the dog swims or something like that. So... It's helpful sometimes to think about what you could do proactively to prevent that from happening. Okay, what can we do proactively? You know, because a lot of these dogs are being parked on immunosuppressive drugs, including Apoquel. All right. Um, And uh, like I even had somebody bring in a dog where it said in the veterinary records that they were just going to keep the dog on prednisone because they were waiting until the dog turned a year old so that he could be put on Apoquel. Ah. Um, 
you know, we should maybe think twice about, you know, starting immunosuppressive drugs when animals are so young. Right. Ooh, okay. Um, and I know on the ad that was on TV, they said Apoquel is safe. Folks, Apoquel is not safe. Just go to the Apoquel website and look at the side effects. Dogs Naturally magazine has some good articles about Apoquel. Um, you know, it causes cancer, among other problems. It is immunosuppressive, which is like, that's no joke. That's not something you want to mess with. Mm -hmm. So even things that you can get at a health food store, um, if you know that your dog tends to have spring allergies, okay, here I get that we never quite know when spring is going to happen. (laughs) But what you can do is, you know, a couple of weeks ahead of time, you can double your dose of probiotics. Or if your dog is not on a probiotic, get them started. You could double your dose of fish oils, or if your dog is not an official, you could start. You could give echinacea, you know, starting a week or so before you think things are going to happen. Or even as things are starting, even as you're looking at your dog and they're getting itchy and you're like, oh man, I'll bet next week we're going to be back at the vet's office. Get them started on some echinacea. It's like really safe to do. For for dogs... um, Usually echinacea, you can find it in health food stores as tablets or capsules. You can also um, go on Amazon and buy a tincture, which is a liquid version of the herb. <clears throat> Usually I I just go on Amazon and I search for organic, alcohol-free tinctures. All right. Because most of the liquid versions that you're going to find in a health food store, A, they might not be organic, and B, a lot of the, the tinctures, the liquid preps are going to have alcohol in them. And I just don't like to use alcohol in my patients. Right. Plus, makes things taste really, really bad. Oh, okay. Whereas without alcohol, it's going to be glycerin tincture. And the glycerin will make it a little bit sweet. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you just dose your dog on a, as a percentage of the recommended human dose. So that means that the 50-pound dog is going to get approximately 50% of the recommended adult dose. All right. So herbs like echinacea, milk thistle, um, something like cleavers to uh, help with lymphatic drainage. Those are super easy things to do. Um, If your dog tends to get a skin infection, you can use um, something like, you know, they'll make echinacea golden seal blends. Golden seal is antibacterial. Echinacea boosts the immune system function. Okay. Um, Animal Essentials actually makes an herbal blend called Seasonal Allergies that has nettles and some other stuff in it. So like as you're going into allergy season, you can arm yourself with these things. And like I said before, don't forget about the probiotics and the essential fatty acids. So for some dogs, as they're getting itchy, even if they're already on a probiotic, sometimes it's helpful to get a second probiotic. Yeah, you've said that a lot of times. And give both of them yeah, you, yep. at the same time. Yeah, you said because you can't yeah. OD them on uh, probiotics. Right, you're not going to give too many bacteria. Right. And some dogs need that level of support, especially if this is the first year that you're trying to manage their allergies naturally. Yep. So just some ideas for easy things that you can do. You know, sometimes even start them on colostrum. Uh, or a week or two before the allergy hits, or as you see your dog becoming itchier. You and when can I start looked that. in uh, Colossum, because we did that for Zelda, mm-hmm. um, that uh, you, like organic cow pasture, you know, right. pay attention. Yeah, yada, yada. Yes. Right. So you got to pay attention to that because a lot of people just look at the price difference. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, the ones that aren't so that maybe synthetic and such like that are cheaper, but they're yeah. not. And g- something that I'll use a lot that pretty much every health food store has is. Garden of Life Vitamin Code Raw Vitamin C. 
Raw vitamin C. So that's nice. Turmeric, right? We were talking about yep. it earlier because it's anti-inflammatory. Right. So you can start that heading into allergy season. And these are all just things that you can get at the health food store. Yep. Okay. So I well, think they're pretty easy to do. That's excellent because that's the thing is that people just pull out the big drugs and folks, it's hard in the renal system, kidneys, liver. It's all toxic stuff that they have to be, mm-hmm. they have to, they have to sort out. Right. But then they'll say, well, then why does the vet say, you know, put them on this and keep them on this? So yeah, it's like heartworm going 12, 12 months out of the year in Minnesota. Right. We don't have mosquitoes at least, but only four months of the year do we have mosquitoes right. up here. So I don't get that. And But, you know, but that's like, if if that's what you're used to, and, for, uh, and a lot of people are okay with that, right? Because a lot of people don't necessarily want to change the dog's food or, you know, do something differently, but they want to reach for a pill. Uh, um, and so you can just go to the health food store and get some pills. There you go. There <laughs> Use you go. those instead. There you go. Well, no, no, that is it. We got to try to educate people so they they don't aren't drones. They just don't do you know. They think, ask questions. So, and, and what is healthy? What's a healthier avenue for that thing? So, mm-hmm. all right, here we go. Who's let's grab a call before we go. Okay, sounds good. We're gonna talk to Allie, and Allie has a question about her dog that was recently diagnosed with. Um, an illness. I can't pronounce it, so I'm going to just have her tell you it. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Hi, Allie. How you doing? Uh, hi. Um, so, my dog was recently diagnosed with lumbosacrostenosis, uh-huh. and she's only seven years old, and they're recommending surgery, and I'm just wondering if there's anything else we can do or if that's, like, the best option. Surgery for lumbosacral stenosis? Yes. How bad is the stenosis? Is she paralyzed? No, not paralyzed. She has a hard time, like, getting up on chairs and, um, like, the bed and stuff like that. But it's not, like, she still loves playing fetch or playing in the water and stuff like that. Um, and is she is she on a joint supplement of any sort or on any so, medications? So this has only been going on for, like, three weeks. She got diagnosed, I think, on Friday. And so we... I bought this like Movoflex. Uh huh. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. No. Um, it has eggshell membrane, uh-huh. sodium hyaluronate, yeah. uh-huh. um, basilic acid, yeah, and vitamin D three. Oh, and this this is something that's made for dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Like I bought it from the vet. Okay. It's called Movoflex. Okay. And what else are you supposed to do? So you're supposed to give that and then go to surgery? Um, we have our consult on the 26th and yeah, they recommend surgery. Hmm. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I would not be in a rush to get into back surgery without doing some natural stuff first to see if it's going to be effective because... You know, I mean, back surgery is kind of oh, extreme. Yeah. A lot of yeah. bad things can happen. Plus, it's like crazy invasive. And also, I can't imagine how much that would cost. So yeah. I'm not going to ask. <laughs> yeah. um, it's super expensive. That's what I'm calling it. Yeah. <laughs> but boy, taking your dog to a chiropractor would be a lot cheaper. And what about some Boswellia for the anti-inflammatory? Right. Yeah. Well, so so the strain supplement has Boswellic acid in it, right? Okay. And so that's one of those things where scientists are like, trying to figure out the active principle in the plant so yep. that they can synthesize a oh, okay. fake isomer and call it the same thing. But okay. honestly, you're better off using the whole plant. So you're better off using Boswellia 
than some laboratory synthetic version of boswellic acid. Yep. Yeah. Hold on to that thought. Hold on to that thought. Extract of it. Oh, okay. of course it is. Okay, yeah. Hold on to that thought. We could come back and finish okay, up. Sorry. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. Don't, don't say sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll be right back. Hold on. What are the top three beer sales holiday? What are the top three? We'll be back. Okay, this is where you wish you could show you, Carly. You think I get stupid on who let the dogs out? Dreams for the world we're gonna make. There you go. There you go. A, is this from a Disney movie? No, it's from The that Greatest Showman. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good but movie. But Pink sings it, and she's just amazing. Yeah, that is. That is. Who sings good. it? Pink. Pink. Oh. So I'm. So, yeah. Pink. It's it's a good song. Yeah, it is. It's a very good. Song. I actually prefer her version versus the movie. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know why. Well, I don't know either, but it sounds great to me. And yeah. I've seen the greatest show twice now. Okay, top three beer sales holidays. Go. Um, uh, St. Patrick's Day. Nope. Really? Nope. Okay, 4th of July? Yep. Okay. Number one, 4th of July. Okay. Um, uh, Christmas. Chris, Chris, I was like, no. Halloween? Memorial Day and then Labor Day. Oh, weird. So it was 4th of July, Memorial Day, and then Labor Day. I would Top not have thought that. Really? I yeah. think a lot more people would need to drink to get through Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> well, they do, but they get, take the finer things, you know, like rum and corn, uh, uh, oh, hot buttered it, rum. It's, it's not a beer hot Jerry. Yeah, it's no, a, it's not a beer. This is just, this is I just would, a beer. I would have thought that was St. Patrick's Day because like, <laughs> no, for people, that, what they're looking at here probably, what my guess is from it, because I would agree with that, is people that buy the beer. Oh. You know what I mean? Like the six yeah. packs of kegs okay. and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Not actually sitting in a bar selling that way. All it's right. just, you're bringing it to your, you know, your, your get They're together. wrong. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Okay. Okay, let's go back to Allie. <laughs> okay, Allie, you still with us? Yes. All right. Okay. So go ahead, Dr. Jess. Okay, wait. Where were we? <laughs> yeah, we were laughing too hard here. We lost our track. Lumbosacral stenosis. Yes. Right. right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. So other than surgery. Yeah. So um, I would, uh, for one thing, you have to think about what you're feeding your dog and make sure that it's not pro-inflammatory, right? So I, I feed her Nutri-Green, um, grain-free Nutrisource. Okay. Nutrisource grain-free. Sorry. Okay. Um, so I would start to introduce some raw food if you've not already been doing that. Nope, we have not. Okay, good. Good. Great time to get started. Okay. Because yeah, that will take down the inflammation. Mm-hmm. And for spinal problems, actually, a lot of times I'll use a supplement that you can, I've only ever seen it on Amazon. I don't know if there's any other place that carries it, uh, but it's called Vetri Disc. And so it's specific It's called for Vetri what? Vetri Disc. D-I-S-C. Okay. It's um, specific for um, spinal problems because those joints between the vertebrae are a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and and then personally, I would just get a joint supplement that has actual Boswellia in it instead of Boswellic acid. So okay. using the whole plant versus the extract, we already talked about that. You're safer with the whole plant. Um, and is there one that you would recommend? You know, like uh, the one we talked about before, springtime, advanced hip and joint. I use that a lot. Um, okay. But the other thing, too, is that with lumbosacral stenosis, so I would probably, this is where I would use um, some standard process supplements. So standard okay. process is a whole food supplement company. They make tons of things for humans. 
So I would probably use their canine musculoskeletal support. It has Boswellia in it. And because it's from standard process, you know it's going to be organic. But it also has components in there that are not just for the hard tissues, the bones and the cartilage, but also the soft tissues, the ligaments and the tendons. And it's hard to find supplements that will address tendons and ligaments. So I would. Um, mm -hmm. So what was it called again? Sorry. Standard process. Standard process. Okay. Canine musculoskeletal support. It okay. has to be purchased through healthcare providers. There is there is somebody selling it on Amazon, but they're charging like way too much for it. Okay. Um, and then I would get the dog to a chiropractor, and it's it's helpful to um, do some exercises that you know can help with the issue once you get the initial inflammation toned down. Because it okay. sounds like this started as an acute episode. You said it started three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But you know the changes in the spine did not start three weeks ago. And yeah. so something happened that kind of made this an acute problem. Yeah. But dogs can go through their whole lives with, you know, you take an x-ray and you're like, oh, my God, how's this dog even walking? Uh -huh. And yet they're perfectly comfortable. Yeah. And a lot of that is achieved through diet and exercise. Okay. And I feel like doing the Nutrisource and gluten-free and everything, we're trying to be as healthy as possible, but... So you're saying more raw food yep. and some of these supplements. Right. Yeah. And then you have to think about the effects of vaccines and, um, you know, stop doing those while you're stop while you're ahead. Yep. And yep. and find a chiropractor. I, I think I don't think there's a veterinarian in Minnesota who doesn't have a chiropractor who they refer people to. OK. So, you know, get a referral from your vet and also sometimes getting massage in addition to chiropractic is extremely helpful to reduce okay. the muscle tension. And all this is going to be a lot cheaper than the surgery and a lot right. easier oh, on your dog. Right, and the thing is, like, I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, do this every day forever for the rest of your dog's life, yeah. but you do it initially to get control of the problem, and then after, say, three weeks of more intense treatment, then you can start to think about a longer-term plan to yeah. keep your dog comfortable now that you know she's got this underlying And the big problem. thing is to keep her a good weight. Don't let her get overweight. Yeah. Yeah. Now, no, would swimming, would, would a water aerobics be good for this because it's not pressure on the, you know, on the legs? I mean, you know, I mean, it's exercise without the pressure. It depends, but I think actually like you have different exercises. So you have like strength building exercises right. and then you have proprioceptive exercises. And I think proprioceptive exercises are way more important Okay. Because that is what prevents you from using your body incorrectly. So honestly, if you email me at my office, yeah, my email is Dr. Levy, D-R-L-E-V-Y, at holistic-vet-care.com. Okay. I can send you a handout that I made up of um, exercises that I came up with based on some books that I read and a course that I took. Now, how old is this dog? Seven. She's seven. Okay, now another thing you said earlier, she still chases the ball. You got to yeah. start paying attention to what exercises she should, you know, you know, run, you know, going 100 miles an hour, slamming on, on the brakes, grabbing something, spinning and coming flying back. That's not exactly good exercise, is it? Well, you have to, you have to limit it. Like dogs should be able to do that stuff because dogs should be athletic. Right. So we shouldn't necessarily prevent them from doing stuff, but some of the extreme stuff like fetching over and, and over, over and over again and jumping for a frisbee jumping for frisbees that's another big one yeah. because those are some errors above the ground that you know you can hurt yourself pole vaulting right yeah yep so so that's help mm -hmm. 
Yeah. That gives you some that food for show. That was very helpful. Thank you. Yeah, just go, go to our website or, you know, email or whatever type of thing yeah. and try to get some more, okay? Yes, I will. Well, Thank good you. luck. And thanks for calling. So hopefully we, we avoided. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's hopefully. true, yeah, because that's something that I think about, too, is that, like, you know, walking the dog or, you know, but walking fast enough and, you know, having the dog on a leash at your side correctly, right. not just yeah. scanning around. Yeah. But, but walking the dog and putting on some miles I always think it's really important to build up those basic muscles before you do the airs above the ground. I think that pole vaulters probably spend a lot of time lifting weights and, you know, running on a treadmill. And they probably actually spend spend a smaller percentage of their time doing the fun stuff. Okay. Well, you have a great, we got it. We're running down here. You bet. You have a great one, Han. And uh, thanks for the call. Thank you so much. Okay, and then we had uh, Mary Jo called in about her dog eating uh, uh, Springer, eating the hostas, you know, the spikes are coming up. Right now, fence it off until they get bigger, and then the the dog will leave them alone. Or uses uh, a a shock collar. They have them that vibrate, you know, where it gets too close. But anyways, sometimes just fence it off until they get big, and then you don't have to worry about it. You all, thank you, all you veterans and all the uh, family, friends, of of people that serve our country. Thank you, Dr. Jessica Levy. Thank you, Carly. You guys have a great weekend. And we'll see you next week.